Hi, welcome to Musings with Monse, a podcast where I have meaningful conversations with all kinds of artists. Musicians, poets, photographers, and other creatives share their honest stories, touching on the duality of being creative, the pure joy of making art, but also the particular struggles that come with it. And honey, there's no way that I'll ever know oh, everything about you, but oh, how I love what I do. And honey, I love what I don't know, too. Tom is a musician who plays in the band Lord Huron and a taco curator based in Los Angeles, California. Okay, Taco Curator is not actually in his official bio, but he did just recently curate a taco for a taqueria in LA, and I think that's pretty cool. So you'll hear all about that in this episode, and a whole lot more. He tells us how Lord Huron came about, his love of food, cooking, and travel, the post-tour come down that inevitably happens as a touring musician, what he does to manage stress on the road, and the one thing that clears his head. Tom has been a great friend of mine for a few years, and I can tell you he is genuinely one of the kindest people I know. While interviewing him for this podcast, I actually learned a few new things about him myself. I'm excited for you to get to know him a little bit. Enjoy! Hi, Tom. Hi. (laughs) Hello. So I want to talk to you about how, about, you know, how you came to, uh, to Lord Huron and, and the whole evolution of that. But um, I also really want to talk about your personal story. Sure. So if you could start by, and I also, I also want to talk about you being a taco curator. <laughs> <laughs> Career highlight. Yep. Yep. For me. <laughs> so um, could you just start off by talking a little bit about your story, however you wanted to share it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Michigan. Um, I left uh, when I was about 20 years old. Um, I went to college in Chicago, um, studied uh, media and marketing and uh, media production. And um, I left Chicago for New York in uh, 2005, and I was in New York for six or seven years. Um, working uh, working in marketing working a pretty pretty normal job like pretty uh corporate job um and around 2011 2010 2011 um one of the guys that i had uh, uh, ben schneider my good friend who i had grown up with um gave me a call uh when i was still living in new york and um ben and i grew up playing music together um in bands like ever since i think our first band was in seventh grade when we were 12 um and we had played in bands all together all through college and stuff always for fun um you know but at this point 2011 i had been pretty much not playing any music for about 10 years and had been on you know been through college and then you know through six or seven years of a serious job and ben had as well he's a he was in advertising um he's a really talented art director with a good career. Um, and he called me around 2010 and said, Hey, I know this is crazy, but you know, I've been, I've been, you know, writing music again. Um, and I'm thinking about putting a band together. Um, he had, uh, started what, you know, what became Lord Huron, um, just in his bedroom, he started writing songs again. And then he and his sister, um, went to started going to shows and, and music festivals around LA handing out 
um, demo CDs because that was 2010 and that was still a thing you could actually do. Um, and they, they, that was like the height of the, um, I don't know, like music blog, uh, thing when, you know, little, like, you know, little tiny bedroom projects could get picked up and, and become huge overnight. Um, so he got a little bit of traction just by, by putting out two or three songs and passing it out at shows. And, um, there was some demand to start uh, playing out live. So he called up Mark Berry, who's the drummer in the band, um, also grew up with us in Michigan. Um, Mark was in Nashville at the time uh, doing session work as a drummer. And Mark came out to L.A. and they started the band. And Ben called me and he said, you know, I know this is a little nuts because you have a real job and a real life. But do you want to come out to L.A. and uh, be in this band with us? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I said that sounds really fun, but you know I've got a, I've got you know rent on a New York apartment and a serious relationship and a serious job, and that sounds that sounds really fun, but I just don't think I can I can do that right now. And uh, you know, flash forward to about six months later, and um, relationship fell apart, and um, you know things had slowed down considerably at work, and I was kind of bored and feeling a little bit stuck in New York, and. Um, they called me again and they said, hey, you know, bass player uh, needs to take a little bit of time off. Can you come out and fill in for a tour? And it was the middle of the summer and, and I said, sure, why not? And I, I learned some songs and on two or three days notice, I flew out, to, uh, flew out to L.A. and rehearsed and did some shows with them and was out on tour with them, filling in for Miguel, who is now our, our, our bass player, multi-instrumentalist, um, filling in for Miguel for a few weeks on a tour. And I came back to New York and was like back in the real world, back in, in real life. And then um, about a month later, I got the exact same call, except this time it was a guitar player. And said, guitar players, you know, had a had something come up. Can you uh, learn all the songs and come out on this tour in like three days? And so I did. And then I just stayed. I just never, uh, I, I did another couple tours with the guys. And then I went, went home to New York and packed everything up. And I moved out here to LA in 2011. And uh, I haven't had a real job since then. So that's so interesting because you never, you didn't exactly have like this strong pull that you're like, I have to do this. It was something that sort of you almost just fell into in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, um, a, a lot of people spend their whole career, um, you know, working in music. And I, I, I spent, I've, I've always had a strong love for music and I've always had, you know, love to play guitar and stuff, but I spent most of my twenties working a regular job. Um, so it's a little, you know, it's a little different from most people's story. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, any kind of success that this band has had, um, has happened, you know, that all happened in our late twenties and early thirties and not, you know, when we were 17, 18, 19, 20, um, you know, because so many people, see success at that young age and they don't really know how to deal with it you know and and if you're lucky maybe you've got one or two or three records in you um and then you come out the other side of it and you know then you're 25 and don't have any real skills and you know you got the rest of your life you know like, what the hell do i do now mm -hmm. so i think it was beneficial that um you know we all had some real world experience yeah. And it sounds like the timing of it was very serendipitous. Like you were like, no. And then things like 
everything sort of fell, apart. fell apart. I was yeah. like, oh, actually, let me visit this. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, guys, uh, about that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was really lucky. Awesome. Well, um, there's a whole lot of in between then and now, but let's fast forward to, um, <laughs> to talk about your taco curation for real because i think it's a really cool story <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, so you just curated a taco for um a local uh taqueria here in la yeah i'll let you tell the rest of it <laughs> yeah there's a there's a um anybody who lives on the east side of la probably um probably knows this place um it's called home state it's like a i think they've been around for three or four years now and it's a texas style breakfast taco place um in los Feliz. They have this band taco program. Um, every few months, they have a they have a different band come in and, and curate a taco, um, and it's like it's all benefit for the Silver Lake uh, Music Conservatory, which is a uh, like a like a kids music education nonprofit that's right down the street from their from their restaurant in Los Feliz. Um, so yeah, it was cool. It was it was I mean I I it was like the perfect marriage of music and tacos. <laughs> it's so cool because i mean i don't know i i learned about home state through you i think like one of the first times we were hanging out in la you were like oh let's, we were gonna meet for tacos and you yeah. said let's go to home state yeah and every ever since then every single time we hang out in la it's there i know <laughs> and i was thinking about how this is going to be the first time that we've hung out in la and didn't have tacos but then we actually we did, did. Go get tacos we did yeah <laughs> I had, we had, I had to, we had to have the tacos i know i had three <laughs> i thought about having six <laughs> That's always the case. Yeah. But yeah. And then so you, how did it work? Like you and the band like decided what ingredients were going to go Pretty in? Pretty much. Um, Andy sent us a list of like what, what can go in the tacos. And uh, we uh, we worked out a few ideas and then we landed on, uh, it was kind of more Andy's idea, but it was like, a, it was like an up. Did you have it? It was called the Moonbeam. It was, it was named went, after one of our songs. I did not have it. It was but good. That's because it I was, can't have dairy. So. It, oh right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but I, my stepdad had it. It was like it was like she described it as like bougie Taco Bell. Like it was yeah. basically just like a Taco Bell soft taco, like um, ground beef, lettuce, cheese, tomato, like super basic. But it's like it looks really awesome. good. Yeah. I was. I felt very proud when I the time that I came when you had just um it had just like launched i guess mm -hmm. and you weren't in town so i went to home state by myself mm. and i did like a photo shoot of the of the taco oh nice yeah. anyways yeah. and i sent it to you right on <laughs> yeah they're 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 wonderful people and they make really good tacos yeah totally it's cool working with them on that awesome um so i guess back to the music story um mm -hmm. you have you know since you sort of um formated um, Lord Huron and until now you've toured all over the place and all mm -hmm. over the world and and played with collaborated with so many other musicians as well mm -hmm. um, could you share a story about or uh, a favorite moment that you you know recall on the road playing a show playing at Red Rocks was amazing um oh, i'll tell when you one you went when did you play at red rocks oh uh, we played at red rocks in ooh, summer it would have been august of 2016 i didn't i don't think i knew that it was really fun okay it's really yeah it's yeah, really pretty I, you're playing red rocks in the spring this, right? in may yeah yeah, yeah. that'll be our headlining show before we were um we were playing with a band called trampled by turtle oh yeah yeah um okay. Uh, yeah, we'll be headlining there in May. I got a good one. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, one of the highlights of going on tour was uh, 
2014, um, we played at the 930 Club in D.C. Uh, we, I think we did a couple nights there. And um, I can't remember what the connection was, but but we had a fan who was like a like an Obama aide at the White House. Um, and they took us on a private tour of the White House. Um, and we got to we got to see pretty much everything. We couldn't go. You know, you can't go to the West Wing and see the Oval Office and all that because the president had work to do. But um <laughs> We got to meet his dogs. You did? Which, yeah, yeah. I have That's some photos amazing. of me. Yeah, like rolling around on the White House lawn with, with Bo oh, Obama. Oh, my gosh. I'm I can't, so jealous right I can't now. Remember, I feel bad. I can't remember the other dog's name. But he was cute. It's Sonny. Sonny That's and right. Bo. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And actually, the um, Obama was in the White House uh, while we were there. And, like, I got to give credit to the Secret Service because they're really slick. Like, we would be, like, you know, walking from room to room and, like – they know that there are like tours going on and stuff and but they just you know they they basically like route route the president away from you so like right. you'd go to step into a room and like some dude with like a like a sunglasses and earpiece would just like put his arm out and be like hold on wow and they'd hold you like while the president like crossed the hallway or something they'd be like all right go ahead so we never <laughs> saw him but you, but you know that you're like you know you're probably like 10 feet from him That's the whole time cool. Yeah. And you got to meet the dogs. That's awesome. Yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Yeah. Yeah. So just being able to do, I mean, just we get a lot of we get a lot of stuff like that, whether it's like, you know, going on like a really amazing hike on a day off mm. or, you know, getting to do something cool like, um, you know, playing at Red Rocks or you know, going and going and seeing, you know, Australia, New Zealand, whatever, like like just a lot of things that I that I. I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to do. And I don't, uh, don't ever like, you know, just take for granted the possibility that like on a, you know, on a Tuesday while I could be sitting at an, in an office, like staring at the wall, watching paint dry, um, you know, I could be any, anywhere in the world doing anything. So extremely grateful for that. Well, when you're not on tour mm -hmm. and, uh, and you have some breaks and time, like what is something that you can get lost in besides music? Uh, cooking. Really? cooking yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um food is probably i would say like my passions in life go like food is like way up there like way and then like me i mean i love music but music and then like everything else kind of goes underneath that so i, I think cooking friends i like that's like yeah food and yeah music. yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah cooking um I come from my dad's side of the family is Lebanese, um, and we grew up. My grandma uh, in Detroit when we were kids, she always cooked uh, really, really great food. So that's been like the one kind of like through line through my life has just been like eating and cooking quality food all the time. So I look at tour like playing shows is awesome, um, and like you know meeting fans and whatever you know that's all that's all cool. Um, but like tour is mostly a vehicle for me to eat good food That's in so other cool. places. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we usually, I mean, but the whole band's like that. So like, um, you know, for like, you know, on tour, on a big like national tour around the country, like I tend to think of things in regions. Like, so like, like, you know, if like next week I know we're going to be in like, um, whatever louisiana and alabama and texas like i don't think of it in terms of like what cities we're going to be in I, th I think like oh right okay great all right it's like you know it's soul food and barbecue and tacos for the next week and a half i love it um but yeah i i when we're off the road um 
the number one thing I do to just kind of ground myself is cook. Um, is it like therapeutic for you? F- for sure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I got home um, a few days ago. Um, my girlfriend and I had been in Mexico City eating our brains out um, for Thanksgiving, and then before that, basically like going back to like a Labor Day weekend. Emily and I went to Chicago. She had a work thing. She works in TV. She had a thing there. And then I went to Michigan um, to Traverse City up north to spend a few days with my brother. And then I went to, this would be mid-September, I went to Nashville for a week of rehearsal. Then I had a month of tour. And then I was home for like two days. And then we went and did uh, Treasure Island in, yep. in Oakland where I saw you. And then we left again like two days later for Europe. And I was there for a month. Stayed in Berlin a few days after. Flew straight to Seattle to do a charity gig. Um, so, and then went from there to Mexico City. So, long story short, I've just I'm just constantly on the go, which I it's okay with me because I really don't get sick of traveling. Um, but the first thing I did when I was like home, home a couple of days ago, I made like a big ass pot of soup. Oh, it was really nice. Yum. Yeah. You know, I wonder. Um, I, I never really asked you this before, but do you ever? Because I know how much you love the road. Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever come back and like get a little bit of the post tour depression? Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's a very real thing. I mean, because you go, on the one hand, it's a little bit of a relief because you go from like having every moment of every day, you know, kind of scripted and 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 um, drawn out for you to you know finally. Like, I'll give you an example. I was in, we were in Europe uh, for about a month, um, ending in early November. So a few, week, a few weeks back. And it was it was a great tour. Um, but it was exhausting, you know, as tour can be exhausting. And then it's like, Europe this time of year isn't particularly, like, sunny or pretty. Um, so I was just really, I was really tired and worn out and a little stressed and, like, like, you know, naturally, I think just like needed some personal space because mm-hmm. just living on a bus with 14 people is, you know, c- can be trying over over a month. Um, and uh, I had like three days to myself in Berlin um, to hang out and like just I just felt such relief, like when the tour was over and I just had a little bit of time to myself and I was like, oh, my God, I can just like I can go get coffee. I can go. I can walk around all day and nobody can tell me where I have to be and when. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, that's really nice. But then you get, you know, sometimes like coming home from that and then just sometimes in, in a band, you know, it's it's so feast or famine in terms of like your responsibilities that, that you know, sometimes I come home and it's just like there's just a hard stop to anything that I need to do in life you know sometimes for sometimes for weeks at a time and it's nice for a day or two you know to decompress and relax but then um you know the reality is like you're go 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 like i've been basically on tour since you know march of this year very steadily you know and then but then sometimes you get home you're just like shit i don't have anything to do like i don't i don't like i gotta like maybe go to the post office and mail something and like just like putting on pants and doing like that one thing <laughs> can be so difficult. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. You know, you go from like, you have the camaraderie of the road too, and like being around, you know, the other side of the not having 
personal space coin is that like you always have your friends around too right? right so you always have a support group and everybody gets everybody's very tight on the road um and then you know you come home and uh you don't have you know an office of coworkers to go back to or anything it's just like you know yeah. I, go, I go home i hang with my cats i hang with my girlfriend she's at work all day yeah. um you know, and it's and it's fantastic to be home, but there's definitely a little bit of a shock that happens, especially when you're going, 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 and then yeah, and it's, it's just, not just hard stop. Yeah, yeah, hard like stop. With the adrenaline rush all yeah. throughout this time, and then you totally come back to just totally. Oh, now I'm just looking at the trees, and yeah, you know? yeah, which is nice. I mean, you need it's, that. It, like, yeah, I really. I mean, to be that, honest, yeah. you know, I, I had a busy week this week, um, and next week is going to be the first time that I've really been home. Yeah. Uh, in almost a year that I can just, that I really don't have a whole lot to do. And I'm kind of looking forward to sure, it. You know? Especially because you know what's coming to, like, you know that you'll be back on the road. Yeah, so it's, for sure. But you know, sometimes I'm, I like to travel, I get a little restless and, and, um, you know, sometimes when those, those chill days stretch into weeks and stretch into months it gets a little boring yeah so and you travel a lot even when you're not on the road with the band yeah yeah we do yeah yeah i I like to and like luckily i never really get sick of that um you know i'm always kind of like I, i love coming home to la but after like maybe two weeks of just sitting around doing home life stuff i'm like i'm thinking of like where i'm gonna go next so yeah Yeah. so okay here's another question for you um veering a little bit away from that but uh, who's been who or what has been one of your greatest teachers in life yes Ooh. uh i'm very close with my older brother um my brother jeff he lives in austin uh now he and i both lived in new york for a number of years and we worked together um He's five years older than me, and 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 you know I think like a lot of people, um, you know I I look up to my brother, and and, and I also I, a, a big brother is also a great person to look at to learn from their mistakes, um, and so yeah, having having him, you know, we talk. He lives in Texas now, um, but we talk every single day. You know, sometimes, mm. sometimes you know two, three, four times a day. Um, you know, That's so very, sweet. yeah, very grateful to have an older brother that I, I can look up to. Um, I remember him calling once, I think, when we were hanging. Yeah? Yeah. Have you met him? No. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Wait, was was he at um, Treasure Island? Yes. I did meet him. Yeah, you did meet him. That's I right. You met him. Yeah, met him. Yeah, yes. you met him a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like me. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, totally. Um, <laughs> One thing I've been asking every person that mm-hmm. has done this podcast so far is um you know what's in your personal toolkit when you're having a bad day or a bad month or a bad year to help you get through it sure yeah that's a very that's a very good question meditation absolutely um it's one thing that i i I, you know being out on the road is is kind of a it's a little bit of a unique lifestyle because like i said it's like you know you and you know 12 14 people traveling together on a bus you know you never really have space you never really have alone time and one thing that really helps with that is um you know sometimes when i'm feeling tired and run down or just stressed or just sick of being around people like the nice thing about meditation is that i can just you know go go into a dressing room or crawl into my bunk in in the bus and just shut my eyes and you know take myself away for 20 minutes um and that's like it's a really nice way to recharge. Um, it's been, re- you know, I never, I never really took meditation seriously. It always kind of sounded like bullshit, but um, it's, it's, it's really awesome. And the cool thing about meditation is that, like, I, like I learned um, transcendental meditation 
uh, which is fantastic. But really, I mean, you can do it any way that works for you and you can do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I meditate sometimes like if I'm having a, you know, shitty day on like a, on a plane, mm -hmm. you know, and there's like screaming kids or whatever, or I'm just stressed and tired. Like, um, that's a really nice way to hit the reset button. Um, so meditation, uh, exercise is huge. Um, I run, uh, I run a lot. I, I go to the gym when I can, but you know, especially on the road, running is great because you can do it anywhere especially like back in the day when we were in when we were touring in a in a van and and not a bus you know and for those of you that don't tour van life differs from bus life slightly because in a, in a bus you sleep at night on the bus and and you wake up and and oftentimes if everything goes well you're you're where you're supposed to be you're in that you know what whether it's you know boston or detroit or wherever your next destination is you wake up and you're there You've got the most part of the day before sound tech check to go walk around and do things, which is really nice. Now, van life is slightly different because um, you obviously can't sleep in a van at night um, or you don't don't want to. Um, so we'd sleep in hotels and then you have to get up first thing in the morning and then push on to your next city. So, you know, maybe you're playing a show in Cleveland and going getting to bed at two, three o'clock um, at the at the motel and then. Uh, you know, getting up and getting on the road at 6 a.m. to get to Detroit for your 11 a.m. load in or whatever. So uh, it's it's slightly different. So a lot of times when we were in the van, um, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of sleep, but I would get up and go for a run, even if it just meant like, you know, maybe even just, just 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour before we took off in the van, because that might be my only time during the day to actually get out and see a city. And that's an important piece of travel for me that like, you know, if we were just basically shuttling from green room to green room and stage to stage around the country and not actually seeing much, I would probably go nuts. Cooking is, is awesome, you know, and just being able on the road to every now and then, you know, just feel a little bit like you're a normal person, you know, and you can do normal, normal people things. So even if it means just, you know, like cooking in a, in a, on a, in a, on a, hot plate in a green room every now and then or you know sometimes we'll get a get an airbnb if we're lucky and we have a day off we'll get an airbnb so we have a proper kitchen and we can all you know grill out together or cook and number one thing that clears my head is chopping vegetables me too yeah I, this is yeah something i, I never do knew it about yeah you, but same with me yeah i can just like i can just like sit there and chop parsley and just zone the fuck out totally. for like two hours that is so related. Like I feel the exact mm -hmm. same way. Like, having an album on, like in the background, and just like, sure. tapping, it's like that's that's the most healing yeah. thing for me. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I got. I got. I think I said this before, but I got home from you know a couple months away earlier this week, and it was like kind of chilly outside. It's that time of year where it's starting to get dark, and it's like it's like nesting season, you know. And um, I got. I make this really good. Um, like. It's like a fish stew. I usually make it with salmon or cod. That was a and some, combination yeah. of salmon and cod. I love it. Um, <laughs> and some white wine and some sweet potatoes and some kale. But I'll, That sounds so I good. digress. But um, <laughs> just like putting on a podcast and like yep. having a glass of wine and just chopping potatoes and just chilling out. Um, that, I, I, that I felt like a normal person for the first time in, in weeks. So, yeah, awesome. it's crucial. Yeah, super cool. Well, um, I want to end by asking some of your favorite things. So I'm going to just like say the thing and then you can say whatever comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, so you just mentioned podcasts. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite podcast? 
You know, um, all-time favorite, it's 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 hard to say, and there's a lot of contenders, but right now I'm listening to a really good one called Crime Town. Crime Town yeah. is a show, um, the season one, which I actually, actually haven't listened to. I, I jumped ahead to season two, but season one is about organized crime yeah. in Providence, Rhode Island, um, and it's a whole season of stories about that. And season wow. two is about Detroit. So it's Detroit in the in the seventies and eighties in the area of white wow. flight and the crack the epidemic and wow. so it's an interesting bit of history that's like kind of you know personal to me and my family. All right, how about a favorite album? Yeah, what's your favorite? Um, Joni Mitchell's Blue. Okay, it's a good record. Yeah, it's my favorite. Fantastic record. You know, it's it's nearly impossible to say yeah. what my yeah. favorite record is, but I think I think if I had to pick one record that I could put on anywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, on the Beach by Neil Young is a really fantastic record. Yeah. Maybe Bob Dylan's Blood on the Tracks. I'm an album person. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of trained to think of things in terms of like what's a great album. So like yeah. what is my favorite album is constantly shifting. Yes. How about a favorite book? What's your favorite book? Um, Probably Just Kids, Patti Smith. That's a, that's a great book. That's, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. What's the book you've read recently that you can remember? Um, So I just started Lincoln and the Bardot. By George Saunders. Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic book. Have you read that? No, I haven't read it you yet. You would really like it. I bet I would. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a cool. It's cool because it kind of hits my like. It's fiction. Yeah. It's a little. Um, I don't know, strange and whimsical, but yeah. it's also uh, based in real history. So yeah. it's like kind of ticks the boxes for me. Awesome. Yeah. Great book. So far, I haven't finished it, but so, so far, far so, so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about a favorite memory? Let me ask you. What's your favorite memory? <laughs> Uh-oh. See? <laughs> um, you know, I just think of like I actually do, you know, my my favorite one of my favorite memories. Mm-hmm. Really random, but um I was in Mallorca where my mom lived mm-hmm. in Spain like I don't know, a couple years ago. It wasn't even that long ago. And I remember um I was by myself. I was just taking a walk and which is like my kind of the thing I do when I need to mm-hmm. like, you know, clear my head. Mm-hmm. And I was just walking in and it was like the sun was setting. It was so beautiful. And um, and uh, in, in this little village called Deya, which is where my mom lived, and it's just mm-hmm. like magical there. And this woman was was cooking paella outside, and I could see the little sheep, you know. And I, I just I just remember feeling like like this profound peace and calm. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of pull on that memory whenever like I want to just feel like you know yeah. so that's that's a very simple memory but that's really nice yeah. i'll share a recent memory yeah um i finished a tour a few weeks ago in uh berlin and i spent three days in berlin by myself um i've been there a few times before um but it was the first time in a long time that i've been able to just kind of be a tourist there and um i'm really into history yeah and berlin is fascinating for a number of reasons um but it's like Everywhere you go, there's very kind of like Karen was saying before about about Rome and and being in, in Israel. Except it's a very different thing mm-hmm. um, in that the history in Berlin is um, very recent mm-hmm. um, and in many cases, you know, very dark. Mm-hmm. Between um, obviously, you know, the Nazi era, World War II, and then the Cold War. So, but I'm really into history and it's like everywhere you go, there's some really fascinating, uh, fascinating bit of history, like, like mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, you know, you like, you like tripping over the Berlin wall, like just walking down the street. Um, 
And I went and saw, I had a really great day riding around. I'm like, I got one of those like city bike things, yeah. you know? Um, and I think I was just high on the fact that I wasn't on tour anymore and it was like <laughs> alone. And I went to, there's a, a really amazing park there called Treptower Park. And in Treptower Park is in, this is in the former East Berlin. Um, there's this massive Soviet monument to World War II um, in this park, which is, it's beautiful. It's like very, very serene. If you've ever been to the the World War II Memorial in D.C., it's a very, you know, it's a very solemn place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had that same, you know, similar kind of feeling, but, it, but from, from, from a very different perspective because who would know like a soviet world mm-hmm. war ii memorial so it's just a very different perspective mm-hmm. in history um and seeing it was like very powerful and moving like a, like a you know a war memorial can be but um it just being able to it just goes back to like being able to travel and being able to having having the freedom to travel and having the freedom to see new perspectives on things um i think that that's something that my life as a musician, I feel extremely fortunate to be able to do that. And that's something that, you know, no matter, you know, whether I'm in, you know, doing this band for another five years or 10 years or six months or 30 years, that's like a feeling that I never want to yeah. give up. It's like that, that, you know, ability to get out and see the world. That leads in really well to my last question. Mm-hmm. So um, what is your favorite place? Okay, this is one of those things where I'd probably have to, I, I'd feel more comfortable bo- boiling it down to like a top three, but yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely in, in the top three would be, um, Alaska. And what's so special about it? It's just beautiful. It's yeah. just amazing. The band went there a few years ago for a gig. Um, we call them like gig, gigcations. We have those every yeah. now and then. We're like the gig, you know, you're not necessarily there for the gig. You're there because they flew you there and then you turn it into like a cool vacation. Right. And uh, um, Alaska is a very, very special place. I went with my brother last year and we went, uh, this was my second time in, in Alaska and we went and took, it was like have you been to Alaska? No, I know. Um, so uh, Denali, which mm-hmm. they used to call Mount, Mount McKinley, which is the tallest uh, mountain in North America, um, it's twenty some thousand feet. We can take a little. We took a little tiny like four seater plane oh up to God, the glacier on Denali. It was it was scary. It was <laughs> yeah. it was really really cool. So the crazy thing about Denali is that. It's so big, it's so massive, and it's like singular. It's like a, it's a volcanic mountain. So it's like, it's like, um, if you've ever seen like Mount Rainier or Mount Hood in the Northwest, you know, they're not part of a range. It's like just a big ass mountain, just like sitting on its own. And Denali is so big that it makes its own weather patterns around it. Um, So even when, you know, if it's like clear and blue and and perfect outside on a normal day, um, you know, it might still be too cloudy to go up to Denali just because it's that, it's that massive. But, we were there and we got just really lucky. It was a crystal clear blue day and um, flew up and they land you on this glacier at like 10,000 feet. You can look up at it wow. and you can walk around on this glacier. Sounds pretty incredible. Yeah, Alaska's pretty special. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. My pleasure. Musings with Monse. Artists and Their Honest Stories is audio produced by the amazing Aaron Mooring. And the beautiful theme music you hear is by Heather Maloney.